Payback Time is a podcast about building businesses, wealth, and financial freedom. We try to uncover the challenges our guests faced, the mistakes they made, and the steps they took to achieve their goals. The overall objective is to provide you with a roadmap that leads to your own success. Sean Tepper is your host. Are you ready? It's Payback Time. Does the thought of buying and selling a business seem intimidating? What if somebody did all the hard work for you? My next guest has a private equity firm that buys, builds, and sells online businesses. In this episode, he talks about his journey, some of his failures, the type of companies he specifically focuses on, the average annual returns, and how investors can get started. Please welcome Mohit Tater. Mohit, welcome to the show. Hey, Sean. So great to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Absolutely. So why don't you kick us off and tell us about your background? Sure. So I'm Mohit Tater. I'm from India. I come from a small city called Jodhpur. Uh, it's also called the Blue City or the Sun City from the western part of India. Uh, claim to fame would be uh, the palace that we have, the King's Palace here, and also Nick Jonas got married here. So, yeah. Interesting. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm calling from close to New Delhi today in Gurgaon, and we have our office here. So, yeah, uh, I'm from India. I got started uh, with uh, my entrepreneurial journey back in school, high school, when I read the book uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. As a lot of people, uh, you know, yeah. I also got started there. I was like, okay, this, I read the book. I got motivated. I was like, okay, I need to do my own thing. I'm going to do my own thing. And uh, so be it. And then I graduated from school. I, I, I went to college because, of course, all Indians go to college right after school. So mm-hmm. uh, went, went to went to one of the topmost colleges in the country and um, did, the, uh, did engineering for four years. But all this while, I was set on doing my own thing. So, you know, I had started my small entrepreneurial journey in a small way already, like, you know, by fixing computers or, you know, burning CDs and all of that while in college. <laughs> so that was the start of it. And last year uh, of my college, 2011, we are talking about, I read a, a book called Four Hour Workweek, as a lot of us have, by a gentleman called Tim Ferriss. And uh, that gave me the second kick that I needed to get, get the ball rolling. And uh, right after college, I joined a job at a startup, which is now a unicorn. I wanted to do a job for about a year so that I know what it feels like to do a job. And also my parents really didn't want me to do my own thing right away. They're like, you know, get a safe job. Get a job. Got the job, did that for one year, learned to uh, code, not code, I would say, but learn to build websites on WordPress and learn to build websites basically and, and blog in that one year during my free time in the evening. So I learned blogging. I learned how to make websites during all this time. Uh, and why I did that was because I thought online was the way to go forward because uh, the, the book taught time freedom, location freedom, and that's what I wanted. Uh, I want to have a taste of it. So I thought, let's do something online. So make money online is what we all type. We are looking for something, you know, online. And that's how I got started. So uh, I got started. I did blogging. I did, uh, uh, you know, website. Uh, I built websites. But uh, I learned a lot from it, uh, but I could not make any money from it. I anyways left the job after one year because that's what I had decided that I'll leave it and then go do my own thing. It didn't work out. And then I went to college again in Australia to earn a master's degree and maybe do another business. I was rejected. But but yeah, I mean, that I, I went there, did one semester and then realized it's not for me. I left the course, came back to India. And then luckily I found a, a website, which was called Flippa, Flippa.com, which was basically an Australian company. It was a website marketplace rather that dealt in buying and selling of online businesses that were making revenue. 
So uh, I was like, okay, if these these businesses or online businesses are making money already, why not I buy them and see if I can grow them rather than starting them from scratch, which I failed at. So I had about $2,000 saved up and I borrowed some from my family, from my mom. And I bought my first website slash online business for about $2,500 on flippa.com. It was, I was nervous. $2,500. $2,500. I was making about okay. $400 a month at the moment. I bought it at a 6x multiple of its monthly earnings, which was really cheap uh, back then, 10 years ago. And luckily for me, it turned out well because there was a lot of scams going on that time. Turned out well for me. I made about six grand from the, that business in the next six months. I grew that business using my skills I had learned. And then I sold that for about $12,000. So all in all, I made $18,000 and I put in $2,500. So that was a good chunk of money for me back then because my, my, my day job, when I was in the job, only paid about 500 bucks a month uh, as a full-time sure. employee. So that's how I got started from there. And then uh, I just kept on buying bigger businesses, like from 2500 to 5000 7000 8000 uh, I did get scammed a couple of times, but that didn't stop me because I knew this thing works. You know, so... And, and it allowed me the time freedom and location freedom that I was looking for. So everything worked. And then I was visiting uh, my friend, a good friend of mine uh, in the U.S. in Manhattan. I went to live with him, uh, like uh, travel in the U.S., across the U.S. with the proceeds of my first sale. Always had been a dream to visit the U.S. I stayed with him for a few weeks in, in, in his Manhattan apartment. And he got fascinated with what I did. Like, you know, I was just uh, sitting home or going to cafes and working out of my laptop. I was like, what do you do? And then uh, I told him, I do this. I buy and operate online businesses. He got interested. And that's how Blackbook Investments, my company, started. Uh, we bought a business for him, a website for him, and uh, about $11,000. And it did well. He got interested. He got his family involved. He got his friends involved. We did bigger sites then. And since 2014, when we started Blackbook Investments, today's 2022, eight years, we're managing about 8 to $10 million worth of uh, capital across digital assets, multiple websites, multiple online businesses. That's what we do. We have a full-time team here in India and across the globe, remote plus in office. So it's a hybrid. And uh, yeah, we help investors buy digital assets and online businesses. And we do all the heavy lifting, uh, including the maintenance, running and growth of the business to give Got a it. good ROI to the investors in short. Yeah. God, I love your story here. There's so much to unpack. I've been taking notes. So would you classify your business model as a private equity firm? Micro private equity, I would call it. Getting yep. there, private equity, but yeah. Yes, <laughs> yes, B. got it. Yeah. And do you have limitations with what type of investors can invest? Like, are you limited to accredited or open to anybody? Everyone can invest in this. Got it. It's not accredited only, yeah. And are you headquartered in New York or in India? So we have a, uh, a team in uh, India and we have uh, a company in New York. So our company runs out of uh, the U.S. And I, I'm probably, the, I'm there like three, four months in a year, mostly in the summer though, in the sure, U.S. Sure, <laughs> sure. Yeah. All right. There's a lot of questions I want to ask there. I'm just going to go back in time a little bit and then we'll work our way to the present. Of course. Um, you mentioned sure that between your education in India and then going to start your master's in Australia, you started and you failed at a business. Can you share with us yes. what was that business? Yeah, so basically when I was searching for online opportunities, uh, blogging was the first thing that came up. You should blog, you know, you, you can mm -hmm. blog and make money, all of that. So I tried blogging, like my first site was a review website. I was reviewing books and movies and all of that. And uh, I could not get much traffic to it mm -hmm. or any earnings from that. 
So I did that for about one year. I guess that was too short a time to, uh, you know, for it to see any earnings. But I kind of felt dejected and left it there. I didn't continue with it. So that was like the failed experiment that I did. But that did teach me a lot of important lessons. Not lessons, but yeah, skills, I'd say, because I learned how to build a website. I learned how to blog, yes. how to write. That's what, yeah. Yeah, that's that's excellent. Your journey is actually somewhat similar to mine. I I started came out of school with a, a fine arts degree, got in a film and my two options, well, I had multiple options. One is going to the movie industry and I didn't want to move to LA and just drudge away for, you know, two decades. <laughs> so fortunately yeah. a fine arts degree can get you a job at marketing firms and advertising firms. And those firms are everywhere, as you know. So yeah. I, I, you know, worked one year for a firm and I'm like, oh, I can create this business model on my own. You know, and then started creating video website yeah. software for other businesses for four All years. Right. But, but um, yeah, very very similar. So yeah, learned how to build websites. I in my case, I found I I didn't like the coding, nor was I good at yeah. it. Okay, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. okay, <laughs> right. So so let's project manage and sell. But um, yeah. I I like when people share their failures. They learn. You know, there's people out there who are afraid to fail, which is. Uh, it's a bad way to look like you have to, you have to learn how to fail and fail fast. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like you could, you could exactly. have spent like three, four years on that blog. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and, and that's, that's a huge opportunity cost. It's like you learn cost. what you like, what you don't like how to build this type of business. Okay. We're going to close exactly. it up. Move on. Move on. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So with your business model, I really like this decision too, because there are certain entrepreneurs that they're really good at the startup phase, but they're not good at the scale phase. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. Like you get those startup yeah. entrepreneurs, they're good from going from like, let's say zero to a million in yeah. ARR. And then there's the, the people who are good from like 1 million to 10 million. And then you get the people million. that are right 10 to a hundred. So you found yeah. out that you're not great at the startup, which is fine. Yeah. You're good at once something is set up, you can scale yeah. it. Yes. Take it from there. Yeah, exactly. That's how I figured that. And that was a good thing I did. Yes. Yes. So your private equity firm, you know, let's talk about what kind of businesses do you focus on? You said online businesses. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I did. Okay. And let's talk about so, some of those that you've invested sure, in. Sure. So there's basically four or five different kind of online businesses you can buy or invest in. Uh, one is e-commerce, which all of us know how they work, you know, yeah. e-commerce uh, sites, and that includes selling on Amazon. That's one kind. Uh, the other kind would be, second would be SaaS businesses, software as a service. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you can build software and, and run that as an online business. Third is content websites, which basically present information on a certain topic. And uh, people come, read the content, and the site makes money either by advertising or either by affiliate commissions. And we try to rank well in Google and, you know, come in organic results and like rank on the top of Google, basically. That's the idea so that people can find you, come read your content and you can make money from that. And then, yeah, so these three would be the major type of online Smart. businesses. Fourth is a service business, which is an agency or something like, you know, providing a service, which we don't do much. So we primarily focus on content businesses, content websites, making money via display ads, advertising and um, affiliate revenue. So yeah. let's say we have a website about uh, PC computers and it reviews products like motherboards or graphic cards or whatever, like, you know, computers, all of that stuff. If you are looking to buy a computer, you'll go Google search for it. And then some sites will pop up on page one. You go on one site, read the reviews for that particular product, 
and then maybe click a link on that page and go to Amazon and buy that stuff. So if you do that, that website is going to get some commission from Amazon because you were referred to Amazon by that site. And there might be some ads running on the site for which they are also making money from. And that's the basic business model that we do. The idea is to grow these sites further in terms of audience, in terms of traffic, and get more revenue uh, because of the uh, higher traffic and, you know, uh, so content is what we solely mainly focus on, I would say. We will diversify into SaaS next year, software, but for now we're doing majorly content businesses. Primarily contents, yeah. So I'm hearing the three categories. You've got content, SaaS, and e-commerce. If you were e-commerce. to put a percentage on each right now in your portfolio, what is the rough estimate? It's, it's pretty much all content. It yeah. is it's almost 100% content. 100%, 100% content, yeah. Gotcha. Exactly. Any, yeah. any specialized, yeah. That we specialize yeah. in that. Gotcha. Okay. And how many how many different websites or, or businesses does your PE firm own? About about 25 to 30, give or take. Because wow. we're constantly buying, selling, constantly buying, selling. So that's it. Okay. And if you buy, how long do you plan on holding the business? Are we talking like six months, a year, three years? Two years, ideally, because uh, that okay. gives us enough time to grow it to a certain level and prepare it for sale. Uh, gotcha. Okay. But and if then, you ask me personally, if you ask me personally, I am a long-term holding uh, guy, hold okay. guy. So for my size, I try to hold them for as long as I can, eternity, you know, and get, get the cash flow coming in. I, I love the cash flow. So yeah. Got it. Okay. And then what kind of multiple are you trying to sell? And are you using EBITDA or revenue as your, your baseline? It used to be EBITDA before, but the market okay. is kind of evolving and people are using revenue these days. So there's, mm-hmm. it's a hot market. So people are actually paying on revenue, by the way. So wow. we got involved with the market. Ideally, I try to pay on EBITDA. It's a three to four X multiple. Uh, mm-hmm. Somewhere around like in the median would be three, 3.5 X, I'd say. Three to 3.5 X would be the median. Uh, that's what we're, uh, but I try to find deals that I can get for three X EBITDA. Three X, yeah, that that's good. So yeah. nice round numbers here. Let's say yeah. EBITDA 10, you know, $10,000 a year. That's really low. We could really dial that up to, you know, $100, let's say $100,000. You want to try to sell it for 300,000 or more. Exactly. You got it. Yeah, you got it. Yeah. yeah. That's excellent. And how many employees in this company? Uh, 20 employees full time. Yeah. 20 employees. Okay. And since it's content is your focus, I'm assuming a lot of these people are good at copywriting or uh, aggregating? Actually, actually, uh, on the contrary, not, because we hire expert writers to do the real writing, uh, because we have sites in multiple niches, different niches, so one or two or three people cannot mm-hmm. be you know, covering all those topics because they're not experts at everything. Mm-hmm. So we hire absolute experts, and we have content managers, editors in our team. We have SEO, search engine optimization yes. people, who optimize the SEO of the site so that it appears higher further up in the Google rankings. Uh, we have technical people, website developers. So yeah, actual writing is done by writers who are experts and we pay good money to these writers to write expert content for us because that's what Google rewards these days. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. And then let's start diving into how our listeners can get involved. So, you know, we really enjoy investing in the stock market, well-established businesses. You know, you get to see the yeah. income statement, cash flow yeah. statement, balance sheet. You know, you're yeah. you're in the space, PE, which is similar to venture capital, a little riskier businesses. But can you share with us what kind of returns have you generated for your investors over the last few years? Of course. Yeah. So I'd say we are closer to PE than to VC. Uh, mm-hmm. Historically, over the past seven, eight years that we've been doing it for investors, we have been able to return 30 percent annualized to our investors historically. Yeah. Great. In the recent times, the multiples have gotten higher. 
So sometimes we buy at 4X, but very rarely. So, and expenses have gone up, by the way, and there's more competition, but still we are able to achieve 25%. In the recent times, also we are able to achieve 25% annualized for our investors after all the fee, everything, after our fee and everything. So, yeah. That's that's the annualized returns, which is pretty good. What about when you sell a business? Is there some kind of payday for your investors at that point? Yes, of course. So we work on different models, which maybe we can go into later if you want to. Uh, but yeah, the, the business is owned by the investor. We we don't own the business. It's mm-hmm. solely owned by the investor. Our aim is to grow the business and make them a capital gain. And we participate in the capital gain too, because that's what we are working towards. Because the fee, right. the retainer that we charge, barely covers our, our expenses and our you know management and everything. Uh, it's not too much. So our aim is aligned with growing the site. So that's aligned with the investor. And when the capital, uh, you know, when the big payday comes around, we take part in that too. And that's what we're working for. So yeah, it's a big payday for both of us. Right, right. Because I'm looking at, you know, let's say you really get a solid business that catches the right market, gets some solid yeah. momentum and starts, you know, generating 300 to 400 a year in revenue or, or that EBITDA uh, marker, yeah. you know, and you take the 3X against that. Well, now you're selling a business for over a million. It's million dollars. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So it is for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you have a, like if investors want to get involved, like um, a lock, a lockout period, like of let's say a year, two years, three years? Ideally. Uh, so there's no lock in you. If you, if you don't like my services, you can quit after one month. That's wow. fine. I don't believe, I don't believe in all of that. And, but the thing is, we're so confident in what we do and in our work mm-hmm. that people stick around. And the ideal time we suggest is to hold it for two years so that we can do our thing in that two years. Because right. it's not like paid uh, marketing where you just pay money to Google to show ads and you know you get the result, the result right away. It is slow form of marketing, search engine optimization, SEO. You've got to put in the hard work, wait for some time so for the results to show up. So we write good content, we do good SEO, and then ultimately we get rewarded for that. So that takes time. So two years is what we say, at least hold that for two years sure. to, to get a significant ROI on your money. Yeah, let, let's dive into how, the how you're growing some of these businesses because I really like this aspect and the entrepreneurs listening will appreciate this too. So SEO is a big component. Um, big are component. you doing any kind of paid ads? No, we don't do any paid ads because there's no really? ROI for us there because we're not selling. Our our product is the content. It's, it doesn't so you got to push out the content. Value. Okay. I got to push out the content. Yeah, I cannot pay for people to read my content. I can pay people if they were buying, if I were selling something, yes. product and had a margin. So my product is my content. So yeah, we don't, we do SEO, extensive SEO. We do a lot of good quality content. We do uh, outreach campaigns to get, you know, mentions and links from other websites. We do that. Mm. And uh, we do on-page stuff. We optimize old content that hasn't been touched in a while. We we do, uh, you know, technical SEO. We do an audit of the content, how much content is written on the site already, how much we can write further. Mm-hmm. Uh, are there any redundant articles on the site? Maybe we can merge them. Maybe we can do away with them. So all of that comes under SEO. But yeah, on the on the strategy part, we also strategize how we can grow the revenue in other ways, which is, let's say, if a site is making revenue via just display ads, we can infuse a new revenue stream into that, which is affiliate marketing, so yes. that we can product, review products and link to Amazon and get a commission there. Uh, it, or vice versa, if it's doing affiliate marketing, we can use display ads. Um, also, sometimes, you know, we can move from one display ad network to other. Let's say if the site is running Google AdSense, maybe it's not the best mm-hmm. one to run. Maybe we can move to Mediavine or some other company that can give us a better rate for our 
ads, basically. So we optimize revenue also in the best way possible and add multiple more revenue streams to that. That's great. And I've I've seen that as a really easy, um, not transition, but uh, another bolt on revenue stream. Like, let's say, let's say you have ads on your site and now you want to introduce affiliates marketing uh, links. It's a really easy addition and vice versa. Like you said, you start with affiliates, you can add the ads right there. That's exactly. So it sounds like, you know, you guys are really good at content and SEO, correct? That's what we are. Yeah. Yeah. Do you ever do uh, SEO audits of other sites? Just curious. I think we're plenty busy with ours, but yeah, we do it when we are researching for our own site and we research competitors. Then we do research uh, and audit other sites also, what they're doing better than us, what they're doing in a successful way that we can replicate maybe to get there. So, yeah. Sure. Sure. Gotcha. Okay. That's great. Let's take a quick commercial break. Imagine this, you've been putting money away for years, if not decades with the hopes to retire someday. But at the average rate of 6%, you realize you have to work another five to 10 years longer than expected. Not fun. And this is actually reality for a lot of people. An article from CNBC stated that in order for most millennials to retire by age 65, they have to start saving 50% of their paycheck or they'll continue working into their 70s and 80s. I don't know about you, but I don't want to be working well into my 70s if I don't have to. I want to enjoy freedom, freedom to spend more time with family, friends, traveling, and picking up new hobbies. In fact, I want to retire early, and I think most of you would agree. The problem is a 6% return just won't cut it. But did you know a 15% return can cut your retirement timeline nearly in half? Question is, how do you generate a 15% return in the market? Introducing Ticker, a software that helps beginner and experienced investors manage their own investments. I've been using Ticker to generate between 15 and 50% per year, and some of our customers have come forward and mentioned that Ticker is not only helping them take control of their investments, but it's also helping them match and beat market returns. But don't take my word for it. Check out our Trustpilot reviews to see what people are really saying. Get started today with a free trial. Visit Ticker. Dot com. That's T-Y-K-R.com. Again, ticker.com. Um, can you share with us a specific site, like one of the businesses you bought? You're really proud of the results. It's It could be a past business you sold or something you're working on right now. Yeah, sure. Uh, I actually have one business that we bought back in uh, 20. 14, July 7, 2014, one of the first businesses we bought, bought it for five grand, that's all. And uh, I was making about 400 bucks a month. Over the years, it has changed hands, but it has remained in my uh, management, under my management, under our management, eight years and going strong. Uh, last month, it did about four grand. Okay. So th- these are small numbers, maybe. Okay, they don't might not matter, but I'm attached to that business because this was one of the first businesses. Uh, bankrolled by my father-in-law. He <laughs> put his trust in me and uh, they're like, okay, I wasn't, I, I didn't know what I was doing, but he was like, okay, I'm, I'm fairly confident that you're going to make it. So uh, over the years, that $5,000 I invested or we invested uh, in 2014, that has paid multiple, like I don't even know how much I've made from that. So let's eight years and 100 months so far. Yeah. So. I probably made about 
two fifty three hundred thousand dollars from that one business. Honestly, yeah. in this last eight years. So <laughs> I, I, yeah. yeah, I was, I was thinking about. So if you're, you bought it for five grand and you're, you're making four grand a month. I know I wasn't doing that every month, but like yeah. in, in a one year, we're talking a ten x. <laughs> there, there you go. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Similar. Uh, one more business I have. One more business. Yeah, have, please actually. do. Yeah. Same. Bought in 2014 for my first uh, investor officially, who the friend I was talking about in, in New York, Manhattan, bought for 11 grand. It also changed hands. It's still under my management. Uh, that does 11 grand a month now, by the way. So mm. <laughs> still under my management. And that God knows how much it made over the last, uh, again, 100 or so months, I'd say another half a mil or so. So you see, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, it, exactly. And again, you're you're right. These aren't huge numbers, but these are very much in line with Tim Ferriss's, you know, book. You know, you want to create a company that creates passive income for you. Exactly. And, exactly. And yeah. for for example, you living in India, you got a business that's doing four grand. That's that should be plenty. Oh, that's your king. Your king. You know. Yeah. Right. This, is, <laughs> this is a. This is a yearly salary for people, you know, what I make yes. in a month from one site. So, yeah. Yes, it, exactly. So that that's brilliant. Now, can you share with us the website names, these two website names? Uh, I'm afraid I would love, I would love to, but uh, <laughs> because it would be unfair to the people that own it right now. I don't own it because it's under my okay. management, but not, not ownership that way. Uh, but I can share a couple of other. Uh, Please do. Uh, that we are, yeah. So one of the uh, sites we, we own is for is uh, aimed towards kids, you know, facts for kids, cool facts for kids. So it's called coolkidfacts.com. And we write about all kinds of facts about animals or geography, countries, places. And a lot of uh, teachers use the site. You know, a lot of schools use the site to teach their uh, students about, about all these facts. So cool kid facts. And another, mm-hmm. and we, uh, we have another site in the uh, golfing niche it's uh actually, actually yeah though i'll tell you about the other one which is in the marines niche we we bought it from a, a u.s marine uh, it's called marineapproved.com and we review uh gadgets kind of approved by marines so <laughs> marineapproved.com so yeah I, a couple of sites i love it i'm on yeah one is cool you're right cool kid facts.com yeah yeah and one is marineapproved.com yeah marineapproved.com which i I'm really big into um, <laughs> there you go. Fight, there firearms, you go. actually. There you go. There you go. Um, I have a marksmanship background from when I was a kid, so I, I, I love this kind of stuff. Um, that's out my nice. You mentioned golf as well. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm an <laughs> avid see. golfer. What do you got? I, I'm, I can send that to you later, but yeah, it's it's uh, skillgolf.com, by the way. Yeah. Skillgolf.com. Skill skillgolf.com. It's, it's skillgolf.com. It's a great site. We've grown it. Um, and it's, it's an authority in, in its niche right now. Skill. Is it skilled? S K I L L E D. L E D. Yeah. Got it. Okay. I was, I was missing the E D. I'm, I'm actually on my way. These are really like, you know, you, you look at the fundamentals of the sites and the listeners out there, of course, you're not going to see what I'm looking at, but definitely check out these URLs again, just to run them through again, you got coolkidfacts.com, coolkidfacts.com, then marine approved, again, marineapproved.com, and then the skilled, skilledgolf.com. They're pretty basic sites, pretty basic content sites, yeah. but you know, the effort to create something like this from the ground, you know, you can spit up, I assume they're like WordPress yeah. or something like it. WordPress. Everything we do is WordPress. Yeah. WordPress. There you go. And then, then you're just, it's all about the, the heavy lifting is the content yeah. in SEO. Exactly. Exactly. That's what it is. 
as well. That's what we do. Yeah, so yeah, very cool. Yeah, I'll, I'll check out the the skill of golf. That right away, the ta- the top header says helping you become a better golfer. That that speaks to me. Yeah. <laughs> I am not going. I'll say this: I'm not going pro anytime soon. I will continue. That was, continue that, was my, that was my copy. Yeah, that was my copy. <laughs> nice. I I will continue building ticker. I have no plans to go uh, go pro as a golfer anytime soon. Uh-huh. <laughs> Good for you. These are really fun sites, really easy to get into. Um, Tell me what, because you're probably being pitched or ideas are thrown your way. You're probably looking at stuff. What, what jumps out at you as a hot opportunity? Yeah. So uh, like I'm more of a buy and hold kind of guy, like I said. Mm -hmm. So I always look for sites that have a stable history of income and traffic that have been around for long, and by long, I mean at least three, four years, uh, because that's a decent amount of time in an in, in online website you know, uh, space. Uh, they should not have been kind of in the bad books of Google or penalized by Google for some reason or the other. So they should be compliant to Google's policies and terms so that they don't get hit and wiped out of the face of Google, and then we lose all the money, all the revenue. They, they should be clean. The content should be top-notch, should ideally be written by experts. So these sites should be works of passion that I'm looking for. These sites should not be made by people who are just looking to make the site just to sell it, basically. Correct. So, yeah, I'm not uh, looking for a fixer-upper, if you want to call it that. I'm looking for something that the owner built it for themselves, and for some reason they have to sell. So yes. that's what I'm, I'm looking for, and works of passion, you know. And uh, also the, the, the niche should not be too difficult to write about because I'm, I'm not an expert as the owner would be. Mm-hmm. So I need to find writers, good writers in that niche. So I, it should not be too difficult to find. And there should be scope to grow in that niche. If if someone has covered all the topics to be covered in, on a particular uh, on a site, uh, there is no, nothing for me to do uh, to grow that site further. So yep. so growth opportunities uh, should be there. That We weigh that in. There should not be too many drawbacks. It should have stable history. All of mm-hmm. that makes for a good business, uh, basically. That's that's good. And when you assess a company you're going to bring under your PE firm, you're going to buy it. How long of an analysis do you usually do? Are we talking like a, like a two month, four month, six month effort? Sometimes the good deals they close like so quickly is like within a week. Okay. Uh, other times, you know, they might take even a year or two to close. So uh, we we work with uh, another company called Empire Flippers. Uh, under their program, Empire Flippers Capital, this company is basically the biggest marketplace for brokered listings of these businesses, mm-hmm. Empire Flippers, and they have a division called Empire Flippers Capital, where they raise money from their investors. And uh, uh, I, as an operator, we, we run and buy businesses using that money. Uh, it took me about, you know, for the first one we did, we raised about $1 million. And we bought, like, it took us three months to buy two websites. In the second round, I bought... Uh, five more websites. We did $1.5 million uh, as a raise in that round. And we bought some of the sites that we saw in the first round. So after one year, we bought the sites that we saw one year ago. And all throughout the conversation was kind of going, you know, every month I check mm-hmm. in with the new numbers of that month and uh, it didn't sell for a whole year. And we came back and then we, you know, finalized the deal after one year. So, yes. yeah. But usually I'd say about um, a month, I'd say three, four weeks, I'd say. 
Sure, sure. That's a good analysis, especially when you're looking at these are pretty basic business models, which is good. You know, Warren Buffett teaches us you want to make sure you understand the business. These are not complex. So if it takes you a week, two weeks, four weeks to do a pretty deep dive analysis, that's plenty. Yeah, yeah. because these are small scale businesses. These are not like your $10, $20 million businesses. No. Uh, these are like anywhere from $50,000 to, let's say, $500,000. So, and yep. you've gotten good at it. So we don't take as much time, but we take as much as is required. Sometimes they will sell before we can sure. take an action. So you got to be swift also. Yeah. Sure. Are you the sole partner or do you, or is this other individual you mentioned out of Manhattan also a partner in the business? Oh, no, it's just me. I shuttle between US and uh, here. Yeah. Got it. Okay. So you're the sole owner. Um, I'm, I'm going to ask a question that you probably don't get asked too much, but I have been exposed to this industry. Um, hedge funds, PDE funds, and VC funds, they can run issues where your investors, your limited partners, they're sending you money. And if it's not secured in a safe location, uh, probably a reputable location, that firm, yeah. like your firm, can run into issues and be shut down. I'm exactly. curious, when investors make investments to you, where is that money kept? So they don't send the money to us. That's the beauty of it. Uh, okay. We facilitate We facilitate the transaction via escrow.com. The money goes from the investor directly to escrow and henceforth uh, to the seller. So no money changes hands with us. The investor is the actual direct owner of the business. They have full control. They have the domain. Uh, they have the website files, everything. If something were to happen to me and my team all together simultaneously one day, and we were to be wiped off the face of the earth, nothing would have been lost. You know, They can probably find someone at least to manage the site for them if they don't know how to do it themselves. So everything is directly under their ownership, uh, and we don't take money from anyone. Got we it. just take our fee. <laughs> yes, you you take your fees. So escrow.com, you said that's where the funds are yeah, held, that's if the you will. Escrow. Yeah. Yep. And if somebody wanted to reverse out of that, do they have to go through humans or can they process that right on that platform? Click. Right. If they don't like it, if our investor doesn't like it, they can click no on accepting the merchandise. There the you money go. goes back to the buyer investor. Yeah. That is how it should be done. Yes, because I have heard of this multiple times. There's small, like for example, hedge funds, you know, just managing, you know, uh, you could say in the US, I'll use small numbers, like let's say it's uh, 50 million to 100. And um, they'll take the money and they'll keep it in their own little spot. And then when the SEC um, or some regulatory yeah. organization yeah. Yeah. starts asking questions, where's that money kept? <laughs> you yeah. know, they can get a slap on the wrist or even shut down. So exactly. Yeah, that's that's yeah. true. And uh, we, we were aware of that. So we just do it Good. Uh, by the books. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're doing it right. It sounds like you're leveraging a, a process and a platform that does it right. So you guys can place your focus on content and SEO. What we do. So. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And that's yes. how 99.9% .9 of the websites are bought and sold. That's why I escrow. Uh, sometimes mm -hmm. the escrow can, party can be the broker itself, mm -hmm. uh, like Empire Flippers. And, but most of the times it's escrow.com. That's the biggest name out there. So, and Got they it. don't just don't do websites. They can do any kind of transactions like collectibles or art or cars. People trade it for, people use it for all kinds of things. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. California, right. California based company. Yeah. By the way, a really old company. Yeah. Okay. 
Okay. Yeah, good. Good to know you guys are doing that. Um, well, I am really excited about your your next level up, which will be SaaS, because content is, yeah. that's the Tim Ferriss model, create that four-hour yeah. work week, right? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, but yeah. SaaS, we're going to get into some multiples that are not going to be 3X, as you know, they could be 10X more, yeah. and they could be 100X. <laughs> exactly, exactly. That's a whole different ballgame altogether. You know, done the cash flow thing now. I think uh, okay. we are fairly good there. So we'll continue with that, continue growing that, but you want to explore new territories as well now. Well, if you ever want to bounce ideas, I'm I'm just a Zoom call away. <laughs> I, might take, I might take you up on that, John. <laughs> please, please do. I, I I love SaaS. Our audience knows I love SaaS. So I'd love to learn what kind of businesses you're you're looking at awesome. buying and getting involved with, but. But uh, this was really good. What I want to do next is transition to the rapid fire round. That's where we get to sure. find out who Mohit really yeah. is. Sure. <laughs> right. Let's go for it. Yeah. If you can try to answer each question in 15 seconds or less. You ready? Sure. Let's do it. Yeah. All right. What is your favorite podcast? Uh, it's, it has to be the Tropical MBA podcast by Dan Andrews and Ian Chon. Uh, it's just a lifestyle podcast. Started probably off uh, the idea that Tim Ferriss gave. Tropical MBA. Tropical okay. MBA. Never heard of it, yeah. but this sounds yeah. awesome. Look it actually. up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm actually in Google right now. <laughs> looking it up. Yeah, you should definitely you got hooked. You'll get hooked. Yeah. Yes, found it. Okay, cool. Um, what is a recent book you read and would recommend? Uh Psychology of Money. It's the most recent, I think. And okay. uh definitely it's it's a must-read for anyone who needs to know how money actually works you know and how mm -hmm. things happen uh the power of money so the psychology of money uh nice. Morgan yeah nice all right what is your favorite movie i love the jurassic park series actually so the original jurassic park back in the 90s i think uh, yes 93 yeah uh, yeah i saw 93 there you go Saw that in the theater first time. Uh, loved it from the day. So I'm a big was, fan. Yeah. <laughs> I, was going, I was going to say uh, that's, uh, I'm thinking about your, based on your age, you're probably pretty young when that came out. So yeah, six maybe. Yes. Five or six. Yeah. I saw it when I was six, I think. Yeah. 94. Okay. I saw it. Yeah. Okay. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Great film. Um, yeah. All right. We have a few business questions here. First off, what is the worst business or investment advice you ever received? Uh, worst business investment are okay. So that would be, you know, just to uh, not cut your losses and, and keep doing as to recover the losses. And uh, I'm a firm non believer in that thing. And uh, I'm always like, cut your losses and move on, man. I, I don't want to get deeper into this. So uh, that was the worst one I did receive. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You see that with um, traders and then inexperienced hedge funds. They're like, I'm down 10%. Time to go all in so I can get myself yeah. out of the hole. And then guess what happens? They just go <laughs> further in the hole. hole. <laughs> Dig a deeper hole. Dig a deeper it, hole. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Let's flip the equation. What is the best business or investment advice you ever received? Stick to one thing until it works. Actually, it's kind of counterproductive to what I did initially. But then when I did get some uh, success, I started experimenting with other things. I thought I've made it. And I I started a restaurant, I started a travel agency, kind of, kind of got, got distracted, but they all shut down or I sold them off and I got back to what I did best. And now in the past three years during the lockdown, I did uh, really well. I, I focused on the business so uh, intensely along with my wife, Sneha. Two years we were at home and those two years are paying off now, like in, in, in spades. So focus on that thing. If it's working for you, just kind of keep going at it and, and just don't look uh, anywhere else until you've actually made it. And then you have enough money to maybe invest in other businesses yes. or whatever. So, yeah. 
I I love that. And the proof is in the pudding with you because you learn different models through the years and you really focused on this content model, like the three sites with the URLs yeah. you provided are yes. a perfect example of just straightforward, clean content. There you go. That's yeah. great. That's great. Last question. Here's the time machine question. If you could go back in time to give your younger self advice, what age would you visit and what would you say? I would just uh, stick to the, the good advice that I got. And I would say to myself that, you know, just do this one thing. It's going to work for you or do whatever works for you and keep at it until you find success in it because you'll make it one day. It might be, you know, after some time, but you will make it. So, uh, yeah, I, I think I might have saved two, three years from my career had I not, you know, diversified or digressed from the path. But sure. those were experience, I don't regret anything. Those were experiences. I think there was a cost to those and, but that was a cost of learning. So I think of it as cost of learning. I paid some money. I lost some money, but that was a tuition fee that I paid to learn a lesson. Yes. So, yeah. yes. That's a that's good perspective. Yeah. All right, Mohit, let's turn it over to where can the audience reach you? Sure. So my website is blackbookinvestments.com, blackbookinvestments. Uh, you can reach me on email, which is mohit at bbi.xyz, just to make it short for everyone bbi for blackbook investments.xyz so mohit and bbi.xyz or you can just uh, hit me up on twitter or facebook messenger or I'm, I'm fairly active there and yeah if you google my name you'll find me somehow so yeah cool cool <laughs> yeah. well mohit this was really educational i love your business model and i i Thank love you, to keep in yeah. touch let's definitely touch base in the next three to six months and get you back on for sure for sure sounds good and it was lovely uh you know chatting with you today and and i hope you're I was of uh, value to your audience. I hope that, yeah. 100% for sure. All right. We'll see you, buddy. Thank you so much. Thank you. Hey, I just want to say thanks for checking out this podcast. I know your time is valuable and there's a lot of other podcasts out there you could be listening to. So thanks for taking the time to listen to my guest story. If you did enjoy this podcast episode, could you head over to iTunes and leave a five-star review? That would be much appreciated. Thank you. And last but not least, on this podcast, uh, some episodes we do talk about stocks. And please keep in mind, this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. So if you did hear any buy or sell recommendations, please don't make those decisions based solely on what you hear. All right. Thanks a lot. See ya. See ya.